It is Fluent in Faith, not Friday. <laughs> because yesterday, um, I celebrated, my husband and I celebrated 16 years of marriage. Woohoo! He's not here with me today. He's out running some errands. That's what he does on Saturdays, which is fine. But I have my baby girl with me today. And um, we're going to chat up with chat it up with you guys today just a little bit. We're not going to be long. We were just having some conversations in the car yesterday. Um, and I had every intention of trying to record something on yesterday. But yesterday was really busy. In addition, I'm really excited because next week I'm going to a conference um, in D.C. called God's Glamorous Girls Pink Rain. So I'm really excited to go up there Um this year is going to be very interesting. The last I've been to all of um, her conferences, um, and they are d- different. <laughs> as, as only she could tell it, because she's you know she really loves entertainment, but she also likes to marry the entertainment with um, Christian ministry and Christian principles and everything. So at any given time, you just you know Mac, you know you went with me last time. Yeah. And- what did you see? <laughs> uh, it was a lot. I mean, it was a. It wasn't like okay. So when you say a lot, sometimes it can be taken as like a bad a lot. But it was a good a lot. Like I mean, it was very entertaining. It caught your attention. But although like it was entertaining aesthetically, like spiritually, it was really nice. Like I know when I went that year, some things really turned around for me spiritually um, from being under that that umbrella. Um, you know, from the teens meeting to actually sitting in service with mommy. That's actually when I fell in love with Tasha Cobb's music because they sang one of her songs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, who is that lady that sings this song? Um, so it was nice. I mean, you know, it's right. Was there live? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it was it was nice. It's definitely an experience, um, one that you have to really be open to. Because it's easy to get caught up in what you see and then you kind of turn off your ears to listen and, you know, hear what you need to hear and receive what you need to receive. But if you can find that balance, it's an awesome meeting. Yeah, so I've been to all of them um, and they've they've grown. So um, like the, not I think, I know. Um, that year that we went, Max, she had a, a lion on the stage. Remember that? The lion. Do you remember the lion? No, that wasn't the year I went. The year I went was the butterfly. She had a butter. She had butterflies, but she also had a lion. I didn't see it. Maybe she. You didn't see it. That I did that, that we was in the team. Oh gosh. But I didn't. I don't remember the lion. Okay, well I might have to go back and find this lion. I might be a year ahead. Yeah. I think so. But the year that you went, she had the acrobats. Mm-hmm. And she had the people walk, which was creepy to me. Right, on the stilts. On the stilts. Like, that was, <laughs> I was like, no, okay, I'm going to stay over here in the corner. I wasn't scared, but it was creepy. Cause, I think it's because you don't like clowns, and they kind of. They was creepy. You think so? They was creepy. They don't bother you at the circus? I mean, I haven't been to the circus in a long time. Oh. And when I went to Universal Circus, they didn't. When I went to Universal Circus, they didn't have people walking around on they did, but not like that. Like where you have this human creepy body with these long legs, and okay, I can't explain it, but I thought it was creepy. I'll just, I'll just stick with that. I thought it was creepy, but anyway. So that's what I'm doing next week. So I had some stuff I needed to get done um, before I could go. You know, you got to do a little shopping, just a little bit, because I'm not a big shopper. Just a little bit of shopping. Had to get a couple items. And I have to run out today, so we're gonna run out today and get a few items and take care of some other things. But 
Which brings me to a great segue, actually, because we were talking about going to the conference and how I um how I feel about that. Um, so let's talk about that. So it came up yesterday when we were just Mac and I were just out, and um, I was saying that I, while I am excited about going to the conference, you know, it's a different experience. It's like I am a pastor's wife, so being a pastor's wife, um, there's a group, if you will, that you know they always have like special seating for the pastor's wives, and I have a young lady that's going, two young ladies that's going with me. And I want to enjoy the meeting with them. I, I'm i fine with being a pastor's wife, but sometimes I don't like a lot of the politics. Anybody who knows me knows that I just, I don't know. I just like genuine people. I try to be, well, not even try. My goal, my heart is to always be genuine. I hate when I feel like I have to switch it up. And that's what we were talking about yesterday, like switching it up. It's like you, 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 um, you have these groups, you know, and it's like in one group you can let your hair down, if you will, and kind of laugh and talk with a lazy tongue and just kind of be who you are when you're at home <clears throat> or when you're around a familiar setting but then you find yourself in other situations where you gotta like be on is that the best way to say it not to be on and I feel like sometimes whenever I would be in those um settings with the with the pastor's wives I just felt like it wasn't um it wasn't genuine like I felt like if you if you don't know it if the if the person who's hosting the event doesn't give you the green light personally, then everybody kind of treats you. It's weird. It's like I was talking to Andrew about it over dinner last night too. So I'm trying to express myself. Like, um, help me out, Mac. Like what I'm trying to say. It's like it's like when you when you know someone behind closed doors. Um, being that, you know, you're a pastor's wife, you know, you've interacted with these people personally. So they've seen you, you know, with the no makeup, with your head wrapped up. Okay, maybe not wrapped up because, you know, you don't really do that outside of the house. But, you know, me, I'll be quick to run to Walmart in the bonnet. Right. But, um, you know, when people know you personally and then it's kind of like so they know who you are, they kind of know, you know, what your comfort zone is. But then when you go out. And you're going to be amongst other people that are in like the three-piece suits with the heels on and the hair and the makeup and the nails and everything. You're so prim and proper and put together. And it's not that you rough around the edges, but you are like, you know, you like to be comfortable. So, you know, you pick a nice pair of flats over, you know, a pair of Louboutin heels, you know. Yeah, no, yeah like nobody's doing that. Um, you know, but I mean, so it's like sometimes... You find yourself being in a situation where you're like, okay, you want to fit in because you want to be in the eyes of others acceptable. You want to be able to feel as though you fit that role. Um, so it's like you kind of find yourself not being someone else, not being fake, not being phony, but being uncomfortable because you're trying to fit the mold of what's expected of a quote unquote pastor's wife. Um, and then, you know, like what we were talking about yesterday, you know, I just think that I don't think that it's, uh, you know, being fake. I think that it's just you being able to adapt to 
you know, what your surroundings are. But I also told mommy that, you know, you have to get to a place where you're comfortable with yourself enough to just be like, okay, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. But also in the same vein, I think that a part of the automatics, because she said that, you know, sometimes she feels like her, she has, like she said before, all intense on being herself, you know, and she is, you know, because, I mean, it's hard to be somebody else because who does you better than you, right. you know? Right. So, um, but it's like, you know, you kind of, when you find yourself in the middle of a conversation and you find yourself slouching, I know I do it. Sometimes I'll be slouching and then I have to kind of like sit up depending on where I am. If I'm in an interview or if I'm, you know, speaking to people publicly or, you know, if it, if it, if it's not appropriate for me to slouch, then I'll find myself sitting up, and then I'm thinking in my head, like, but I don't want to sit up. I want to slouch, you know? And so I think that it's the same thing with you. It's kind of like, okay, well, you know, I want to be comfortable. I want to be who I am, but it's also like a self-preservation thing that kind of just innately happens because something clicks in your head, like, well, let me protect me. You know, let me, let me sit up straight. Let me speak, you know, let me enunciate. Let me... <laughs> Let me, you know, cross my knees or cross my cross my ankles or, you know, let me wear this opposed to this. Because in your head, you know, you're like, OK, well, I don't want to give anybody anything to talk about. Right. And it's a bad thing. I mean, it's a good and a bad thing because sometimes you find yourself in a place where it's like you are like walking on pins and needles and you can't really be you know, authentically who you are. And then in some, you know, some situations that can come across as, oh, she's so stuck up, she's so fake. But it's like when those people get to know you outside of that, you know, luncheon or that element or whatever, that conference or, you know, that meeting, it's like, oh, my gosh, you're so cool, you know. But it's like it's hard sometimes having to be like Mrs. Lockhart or Mrs. L, you know, opposed to just being Misha, you know, like and being able to just kick it. And so it's I mean, it, it's it's it can be tough. You know, I've seen you have to transition between the two. But even from my standpoint, you know, it's um like I gave mommy the example the other day of how. We have a very open relationship. We talk about a lot of things. Um, we discuss a lot of things. You know, I'm, I'll be 24 on the 31st. But, um, you know, so now my mom always told me, well, Mac, when you get married, you know, we'll really be able to talk about some things. And she used to tell me, Mac, when you have kids, you know, we'll really be able to talk about some things. And so, well, kind of did things backwards. But I have a baby, as you all know, who will be three months next week. But, um. So it's like our conversation has changed, you know, because now we talk about, you know, what it's like being a mother and, you know, the things that come, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. So, you know, we have a very open relationship. Um, but in all of that, I know that, you know, she's my mother, not my homegirl, right. not one of the chicks, not one of the homies. Like, she's my mother. She's my friend. But first and foremost, she's my mother. So with that being said, I have to, you know, um, pick and choose or no, not even pick and choose, but I have to know when it's appropriate or inappropriate for us to, you know, how we converse with each other. That's right, right? Yeah. Converse, okay. Mm -hmm. That's how we converse with one another behind closed doors at home, in the car, you know, because mm -hmm. we have all of our conversations in the car. We just be talking it up in the car, laughing at everything. I mean, just ab work out in the car with us. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's different than um, how I would speak to her um, when she's around certain people. You know what I mean? Just because I don't want them to 
think that I'm disrespecting her. So I have to know when it's appropriate to, you know, when I can be like, hey, girl, you know, and versus when it's like, hey, mommy, you know, such and such and such, such. Or when I can say something, you know, something back and joke around with her versus when I'm like, yes, ma'am, you know. And so I think that it's the same thing when you go out with other people, even as a pastor's wife, because you want to put that foot forward, like, okay, yes, I have it together. And then also with being a pastor's wife comes the burden, not burden, but sometimes, it, I mean, sometimes it can come across as a burden, but burden is not the right word. You have that weight of, you know, always representing your husband. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you don't want anybody to be like, oh, we saw, you know, Dr. Lockhart's wife and she was like, whoa, you know, because that's, you know, and because you know that he will go out and he will represent you well. So it's like, that's another added weight to it, especially seeing as how men get away with a lot. Um, You know, they can go and kick it and, you know, nothing, you know, put on a nice pair of jeans and a button up. And that that's you know they they got it together it's versus never even talked about right like, it's never gonna be like girl I saw your husband and he had on blah 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 but the wife right why she ain't had them spanks on right like, what the heck man right 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 <laughs> and so then it's like you walking around you know all self conscious mm-hmm. when we know all these pastors husbands these pastors you know these pastors wives husbands mm-hmm. they all got bellies and guts and things and they tuck them <laughs> in their pants and don't nobody talk about them putting on no spanks right but let you forget to pack them spanks in that bag and it is a whole like, different situation but then that's just kind of like the cackling if you will that goes back and forth between women yeah. because Men don't sit down, like, men can just, like, they'll brush it off. They don't hold stuff against each other. But women, we just a little bit different. I don't want to be like that. Right. Like, that's just not my heart. I don't want to be like that. You know me, I'm like, get that understanding. Let's work it out. Either we're going to work it out and we're going to be cool or we're going to work it out and not be cool. But either way, it's going to be worked out. So there's there's no question in the middle, like, what's happening with this? But everybody's not that way. But, yeah, so we were talking about all those things yesterday. And, um, I mean, I'm cool with going. And I was explaining to her that a lot of me being cool with going, and I was telling my husband last night over dinner that a lot of of why I'm cool and I'm more comfortable with going into this arena this year has a lot to do with where I'm at in my personal life. You know what I mean? Like, it has a lot to do with where I am spiritually, and it has a lot to do with where I am emotionally. Um, I look back on some of the pictures. I'm not a big picture taker. I'm trying to move into that mode, and and I'll just be transparent. A lot of why, there's a couple of reasons why I don't like taking a lot of pictures. Number one, because back in the day, I used to take pictures. When I look back and I see old Polaroids and other things, it, I, I took it to the Polaroids. And I even, and let's go back to like when you have to take the film and actually have it developed. There's a time, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like an instant gratification of how did I smile? Was my stomach sucked in? Like it was everything perfect. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not real. That's why I tell people, if you want to take a picture of me, you're going to have to kind of catch it while I'm in my element. And while I'm in my element, my mouth may be contorted or whatever, whatever. And I may not even like the picture that you take, but I liked it a whole lot better than sitting there holding a smile. <clears throat> I'm working on my smile because I see a lot of people that's got some smiles and they just, every single picture, they got that pose, they got that smile. But and anyway, my whole point is, um, but when I turned 30, I start developing um, what they called adult acne. So I would, I, you know, out of nowhere, I started having these little red bumps show up on my face and then it went from like little red bumps to like little to cysts. Really, I had them on my cheeks, I had them on my forehead, I had them on my chin. And I was not 
trying to be in anybody's pictures. And um, that was a tough season for me because it, it lasted a very, very long time where it was cystic. But I have a really good dermatologist and I still see her and I still get, you know, silk pills and everything. But my point is I'm self-conscious self-conscious about those things like I I have just maybe in the last couple of years really gotten comfortable with leaving the house without makeup on number one because I don't want to wear makeup I want I know that I'm a natural beauty I love I love natural I I, I really do I want to do it better, but I, my daughter has beautiful skin. I know so many people. I got a couple of acquaintances that have beautiful skin, and they don't even have to think about what they drink and what they eat. But let me eat a chocolate chip cookie with some milk chocolate chips in it. I'm sugar. Me and sugar are not good friends. Not a bad confession. It's just kind of what you discover about yourself. Dairy is not a good friend of mine. So um, I kind of have to stay away from certain things like that. So when it comes to taking pictures, I'm not so much concerned about what my physical body looks like. I'm not so much concerned with sucking things in and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to my face, um, I, uh, you know, I kind of tend to shy away from taking pictures. In addition to that, like I said, the whole, I guess sometimes the phoniness behind the pictures that we post on Instagram and we post on um Facebook, y'all know as women, you know, you take all these 511 selfies and you may choose two out of the 511 that you, that you, that you choke, pick because you have the pressure, the weight of displaying this image to people that's always so polished and always so perfect. So um, that I'm not trying to digress and get off the topic of what we were talking about, but even in even in, in those settings, um, they want to take a lot of pictures, and I'm not the one who likes to take pictures. So that creates a problem. You don't ever want to take pictures, da, 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 da. and it's not be, and it's it's just because. They got it down, I guess. You know, I look at their stuff on Facebook and everything, and I'm just like, the smile is perfect, the hair is perfect. I don't wear weave. Um, I have natural hair. I've had natural hair for five years, um, six. I have locks now, and so I'm not interested in a sew-in. There was a time where I would get a sew-in during the summer, get a bob. Y'all have seen the pictures on Instagram, get a little bob or whatever, but that's just not my thing because I just feel like, to me, that's not being authentically Tamisha. I would rather somebody love me and be able to embrace me, flaws and all. That way, I know that I can be who I am. And when I meet other people that are like that, I feel more comfortable mm-hmm. around them. I like my feet on the ground. I like, I like feeling grounded. I like the earthiness. I like connecting that way with people and just having genuine laughs and genuine conversations. But sometimes I found myself in certain situations where everything is so polished. The conversation is so polished. Like, hey girl, what you doing in ministry now? You know, and it's always the same questions. And so I'm just like, there's so much more. I I love talking about God. I I absolutely embrace talking about God and learning more about the Lord and growing in my faith and everything. But, you know, and I don't know about everything. Some things I have to ask my daughter, be like, okay, I saw a bunch of stuff going on on Instagram. What are they talking about? Because I don't know. But, and it's not because I feel like I'm holier than thou. Honestly, I'm just not interested. But there are some things that I'm interested in. Like, I'm watching The Flash right now. I like The Arrow. I like DC comics and different things like that. So I will, you know, I will get excited. Somebody be like, they watching, you know, a program that I'm watching. I'll talk about it. So it doesn't make me like, 
you know, disconnected. But at the same time, I'm discovering that um, I can, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in a better place. So because I'm in a better place, I can present my better self. And so I mentioned earlier about my posture being different. I looked at some pictures and I'm just, you can just tell my body language is just, I don't want to be here. I, but now I'm excited about life. So I want to share that with as many people as I can. So this year I'm actually going to the luncheon. <laughs> I've been to the luncheons before, but I didn't want to go, but now I'm going because I met someone and she encouraged me to go and she's a pastor's wife. And she's like, we can sit together. I'm like, okay, we're going to sit together. And, um, but I can do this. And so I feel like, yes, the chameleon aspect is very, you know, it's very real. We do, you use the word defense mechanism yesterday because a chameleon can get in and blend in with everybody. And then a chameleon can be very colorful and blend, and, you know, well a, well, a chameleon can like turn the color of everybody and just not show up, just kind of be there, mm -hmm. but nobody really... No attention is drawn to it. Mm -hmm. And then there's the defense mechanism that kicks in. So you can see both sides. You can right. see blending in for the purpose of self-preservation. Right. And you can see blending in for the purpose of, well, I'm here, but I don't really want to get into a whole bunch of conversations. But then a chameleon, if I'm not mistaken, can also be very colorful. Yeah. And so for, and, and when I used to think of the word colorful, I think of like not being the life of the party, but being active yeah. with, you know, floating around, being able to converse with this group and that group and that group. So, I mean, I definitely think that it's important to be able to, you know, one, know yourself and be comfortable with, you know, who you are. Um, because I mean, that's when you can really share the most, you know what I mean? Um, not even just, you know, about yourself or about, you know, things that's going on, but when you're comfortable, you know, then you can really just, it's like, you're not, you can, like my, I took speech class. Not guarded. Yeah, but I took speech class in, um, in college. And she always told us, you know, get comfortable with your information. Mm -hmm. Because when you're comfortable with your information, when you get in front of your audience, you know, because you know what you're talking about, it just flows. You're not stumbling over it. You're not, you really don't have to find yourself looking at your note cards and you can just be, you know, where you need to be and say what you need to say and, 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 and deliver it effectively. And I think that as uh, people, you know, it's the same thing. Like when you're comfortable with yourself, you know, when you're comfortable with who you are, how you feel, you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually, then you can better share, you know, the love of God, the word of God, because your thoughts are not consumed with, do I look okay? You know, are they thinking about what I got, you know, what I have on? And while those thoughts may cross your mind, you know, because you may have been like, oh, should I wear these pants? You know, or oh, should I put this outfit? It together but it's like when you leave out of your room or out of your house and you look in the mirror and you're like dang you know I'm feeling this mm -hmm. then it's kind of like okay you can go out and you can better do whatever it is that's, that's set before you at that time because your thoughts are not consumed with what everybody else thinks about you you know what I mean I do well how do you feel so now that you've said that how how have you felt because I know I've probably done this to you before mm -hmm. you know you feeling yourself and you just like, yes. And then you, then I see you and I, you don't get that. I don't like that shirt. I don't like those pants. And I, you know, when I was in college, when I lived in Winston, 
I would if I I I, <laughs> I stayed away from coming home sometimes um just for that reason. You know, in Winston I could kind of wear what I wanted to wear, you know, how I wanted to wear it. Not that I was walking around raunchy or stank or anything, but you know, I have a favorite pair of jeans now. <laughs> and I've had these jeans for a few years now. Not the ones with all them holes in it. No, it's oh. just the one hole in the knee, the little crop, the old navy one. The hole that's in the knee that go from the thigh all the way no, down the white one. It's not the white ones. I'm talking about the neck. Don't do me. I'm, I threw those away. Thank you. Praise the Lord. But uh, no, so I have these pair of old navy crop jeans, and I like them. And so when I was pregnant, I was trying to squeeze into them. Oh, them jeans. Yes. Oh. And mommy was like, "Stop wearing those jeans. You cutting off my baby circulation. You squeezing on him." <laughs> You know, and so, of course, after I had him my first day out the house, I put those jeans on. Um, and so, you know, but those are comfortable for me, you know, so I like, like my holy Victoria's sweet, um, secret yes. um, sweatpants yes. that I just refuse to, girl, to my sweatpants. <laughs> okay. Things ain't even white no more. They so old. Oh, my gosh. Bishop Isaiah was alive when I bought them pants mm. in Miami. But well, that's why you keep them there. That might be. But they are comfortable, though. Okay, go back to you. But, you know, so it's like, but I like those pants. So even though mommy hate them, I'm like, well, I like them. You know what I mean? So I'll wear them because I'm comfortable enough in my skin. But I also know that nine times out of ten, if I'm questioning something when I put it on and then I go out and I'm questioning it and then mommy is like, Mac, and then I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, no. So I probably shouldn't have done that. But most of the time, you know, when I put something together, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling this. But if I think to question it, you know, then I, you know, I kind of, I pull away from it because it's like, okay, I know, like with certain dresses, I know, okay, well, what am I going to be doing today? Okay, I'm not going to wear that dress because I don't feel like tugging and pulling. I know if the wind blow the wrong way, everybody going to see my bloomers, you know? So. Not your bloomers. That's what I wear up under the little I mean, you wear it back. What, I mean, the big old underwear to just be huge. You know, they bloomers. They cover everything. They bloomers. Mm. But, you know, and so, I mean, it's just, but it's, 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 it's just a matter of being comfortable in your skin, you know, and it's so, it's just like, you have to get to that place. You have to, as women, I feel like, because men come, they can be just as whatever and just know they fine, you know, in they holy sweatpants and ain't bathed and flip their underwear inside out too. That's nasty. Yeah, you know, and they just be like, I am the 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 popping of the popping, you know. But with us, it's kind of like, you know, we have to deal with the whole self-confidence thing. And when you're not confident in yourself, then, of course, that comes through because you're walking around like, uh, you know, I'm kind of unsure of this, you know, versus when you're confident, you can have on something that looks a total, complete hot mess, but people have to give you respect for it because you work in it, you know, right. with your confidence. Right, right. And I think that it it, it it that's what it it really boils down to when you go out. You know, of course you want to look nice, and of course you want to do things you know the right way, and you know put your best foot forward. But you know that confidence is key. I mean, without it, you know you can really. I I managed to pull off some of the things that I pull off because, because of, of your confidence. confidence. Yeah, and like okay, so you know when Mac was talking about certain things, she said when she starts getting that check on her on the inside that maybe she shouldn't wear such and such and such a thing. 
I feel that way as well. I mean, like she said, when I go out, I have to represent my husband. So a lot of my clothes, my husband buys because I don't want to, um, I don't want to portray myself in a negative light. So I figure if he bought the clothes and so he wanted me to wear it. So then if I have it on, whether I like it a whole, whole lot or just a little bit, I feel good, especially when we have to deal with, um, you know, church situations and conference situations. Because I remember one time, um, well, not one time, but like even now with my mom, I'm I'm just, you know, just even going over to my mama's house. And when I know that I'm going to see my mama, like I want to make sure that um, I'm representing her. And I'm 44 and my mama is my mama and she always going to be my mama. So the level of respect that I have for her is, I mean, I just certain things I just won't wear, certain things. I still just won't do around her. So um, so I say all that to say I was going to ask you, Michaela, do you find yourself, like even when it comes to church, are you challenged oftentimes about what it is that you can wear because you know that, you know, everybody's going to be like, that's the pastor's daughter. Do, do you have that weight at all? Just for me, like whenever I used to go to my mom's job, I used to make sure that I looked a certain way. Like just because, just just thinking from a even even though I wasn't necessarily thinking about it from a mother's perspective because at the time I wasn't a mom but I was just still thinking that I can't just show up at my mama's job anyway because I'm could be, because I'm yeah and then the next thing you know her coworkers in the corner talking about something did you see Miss Glenda's daughter right. she looked a hot mess right. and so then my mama if she ever heard it would definitely feel some type of way and I am the baby well I'm not the baby. My ties the baby, but I am the baby girl. So it's like um, I love when my mom lights up. You know what I'm saying? Whenever I come around, and she look at me from head to toe. Now she looking at me in my hair. She looking at everything. And um, hey, Shasha, Shasha just woke up, y'all. Y'all might hear him talking in a minute. Hey, sweet boy, it's your mind, Shasha. It's your mind. Okay. <laughs> But because she's so adorable. Hey, baby. I love him, y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got distracted again. It's too easy to do, but um, I'm not going to look at him. going to look so out the window. The See, I'm asking you the question. Like, do you ever feel that? I think, I don't know. Um, well, I know that um, before I felt like, um, you know, of course, um, like I said, like I kind of started talking about whenever I would come home from Winston, I was kind of just always trying to plan and put my outfits together because I'm like, okay, I know I got to wear this this day and this this day. And, you know, because I always wanted to look nice. You know, I always wanted my mom to be like, oh, Mac, you look so cute. You know, and so, of course, because, you know, when you don't get that compliment, it's like, huh, you know, like she don't like my outfit today, you know. But, um. As far as, you know, what to wear to church and, you know, I've always been the one to, you know, want to be, I guess, modest, if you will, at church. Um, I'm a very not conservative person, but, um, you know, I know it was a few and I and I've had to check myself before because there have been a few times where I've come to church and I'm sitting there. And you'll see some people walk in in some outfits that, you know, they probably should not have worn to church. But the word says to come as you are. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I can't judge because who am I? You know, but at the same time, it's like that, that pressure of, 
you know, oh, well, my dad and my mom are the pastors. You know, of course, I have gotten to a place where it's like, okay, you know, I want to represent them well, you know. And so it's like I never want to put them in a place, like Mommy said, for anybody to, you know, talk bad about me, you know, because I think until parents get to a certain place and a certain level of understanding, I think that they feel like when, and me and mommy have talked about this before, but you know, they feel like whenever somebody talk bad about their kid or whenever their kid is not, you know, up to par or whatever the situation may be, everybody automatically looks at the parent. Oh, you didn't do this right. Or you didn't raise them right. Or why didn't you tell them to dress, you know, this way or that way. But I think that after, you know, when your kids, when your kids are able to tell right from wrong and can dress themselves it's like it's a matter of you know um what you have taught them you know what they know to be acceptable or unacceptable and then it's like after that you kind of just have to let them do their own thing and so it's like I know that you know I with my dad being the pastor and then with me you know sometimes sitting on the second row I never want to have the attention on me in a negative light, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, why she put that on or why did she do that or whatever? So I always try to make sure, you know, my dresses or my skirts are long enough or if they are a little bit shorter than, you know, what I feel comfortable wearing alone, I'll put, you know, a long, you know, shawl on or a long cardigan or, you know, and then I got a lot of boom shakalaka. So, you know, men are men regardless in church and out of church, you know. And so I have to be mindful of that as well. And I think for me, it's more so of, you know, I think in the order of ranking it, it's more so me being comfortable um, with 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 people, you know, having to see me or look at me. Um, and then secondly, it's, you know, of course, the reflection that I'm going to have on my parents, um, because I feel like with me wanting to be comfortable, I don't want to be in a negative light. You know what I mean? So I think that I mean, there have been there. I think it was like maybe what one time I had wore something and daddy said something to you about it. But, you know, my daddy's biggest thing is always put on a cami Mm -hmm. because when you bend over, I don't want to see your back (laughs) like so that or your underwear. underwear, Right. So, you know, that's that's always been you know, the biggest thing, but I mean, they've always pretty much just let me express me, you know, how I do. I'm the chick that'll put on, you know, a purple pair of sneakers with, you know, a bunch of different other colors or situations going on with the red hair and, you know, but I mean, I think it's just, you know, it's just a matter of what you're comfortable in, your comfort zone and knowing how to be appropriate with your comfort zone. Cause sometimes you being comfortable is not appropriate. Right. And it doesn't always require, you know, because remember earlier I said fitting in. I mean, I've I've felt that weight. I mean, I remember one time I wanted my hair to be, you know, a short, cute cut because I went to a conference and all the women had short, cute cuts and I had long hair. And I came back and I was like, I want to cut my hair. And when I reflect back on those things now. Mm-hmm. When I that's what I'm saying. When I reflect back on those things now, it's, you know, because I'm, I'm I get shy. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm all about, you know, trying to discover my why. And when I look back on it, yeah, I remember very clearly we was coming back from, I think, a, a meeting in Houston. And everybody had all the the fly short haircuts, you know. And I was on in the plane. 
And I was like, you know, I think I'm a, when I get back. And when I got back, I contacted Darby and what? She cut my hair. And so I started, you know, wearing a shortcut. So, and it was, you know, and you don't, I don't think you really realize it all the time, just subtly. And so, you know, even the outfits that you see. I remember when my husband and I first got married, um, he started buying me all this um, St. John. John outfits and Escada and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you spending $1,200 on a skirt or a jacket and then the, the pants and all this kind of stuff. And it was cute, but I was 28 when I got married and I was wearing these outfits that were for, if you will, mature women. But since then, we've definitely come a long way. And um, like my daughter, she's a lot shy. It's all in my mouth. This boy, I'm trying to tell you, he's looking at me. Hey, Tootie's baby. I wish y'all could see him. He's so adorable. I love him. Hey, right, Tootie. dirty face and all. <laughs> he's like, Tootie, what you talking about? What's that in your hand? This your microphone, buddy. This your microphone. You gonna talk to the people. You get geared up in a minute. So, yeah, I was just saying, you know, like even with the fashion and the outfits and so forth and so on, you know, it's not like I try hard not to look like everybody else, but I kind of want to make my own way. And I know that sometimes people be like, just be yourself. But in just being myself, you know, you it, it don't necessarily go the way that I thought it was going to go. But I'm better. I'm doing better. And um, my like my hair. You know, when I made the transition to natural hair, trust me, it did not get met with um, open arms by everybody, especially in that pastor's wife community, because everybody was just so used to the relaxer, the cuts, the weaves, the being polished. And I am not hating, but if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. But respect the fact that this is what I want to do. But sometimes, you know, you were talking earlier and it made me think about, she is over here just totally kissing Shaw's face here. off. And he is loving it. Just loving it. Just was loving it. But um, you were saying earlier and it made me think in my mind that um, silence speaks very loudly. So even when you may have had an outfit on, the fact that I didn't say anything, mm -hmm. Drew has done that to me before. Mm -hmm. The fact that he didn't say anything yeah, make, you make like, me oh, God, uh, yeah. like, yeah. Huh, and then yeah. you be mad because then yeah. you be out and you be thinking like, oh, do What's I look with my outfit? Why he didn't yeah. like it or why she didn't like mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. But silence, you know, silence is loud. Mm -hmm. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. If you ever just sit in silence and you hear the white noise, it is just like. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Ugh. That's interesting. It's like even like, you know, on social media um, and we're going to wrap up. But I just, you know, it's, it's like I feel like I need to rant. Like I need to vent yeah, I mean, about some stuff. Like we all over the place, but because we know, doing hang in there with us. Yeah, we just you know because this is how Kayla and I talk, honey. We'll go down a rabbit trail and we'll be you know we'll cover a multitude of things. But um, so all this stuff that's going on on social media. Okay, let's just talk what right real briefly because it's ah, <laughs> it's like that silence speaks very loudly. I am really, I'm not going through. I'm 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 good, but the the support mm -hmm. that people don't give you in mm -hmm. doing well. I remember when I was going through so much stuff mm -hmm. in my marriage. I had all kind of conversations, relationships, lunch dates, and now that I'm in a better place, I don't hear from people. 
I don't get invited anywhere. Nobody, not nobody, but people that I thought would be happy for me now that I'm, you know, where I'm at now. I'm like, where's my support team? Like, and now I'm doing fluent in faith. I had friends. I'm just saying people that I was counting on that I was like, they going to show up for me because they know what I've been through. And this is where I'm at now. And they, they have it, Mac. And I'm going to continue to do what God has called me to do. Right. And I, hey, baby, I just love your smile. Uh, I'm going to continue to do what God has called me to do. But I promise you, I can't be the only one. I went out with on a lunch date with um, a new friend. I would call her a friend because she mad cool. Like, I really think we're going to have a good, long-lasting relation, long, long relationship. But we were talking about that a little bit and the expectations that we have um, – Ooh, the ex- the expectations that we have from people, family members, and friends. And, like, I try to support everybody. Like, I have people who pop up on Facebook and they're starting a new business. I'll share it. Right. I'll comment on it. But for me, it's like, I don't know. But it's okay. I'm going to move on. I'm, Kayla want to say something, but I'm ready to move on because there's something else I do want to hit. Real quick. So, I mean, I think that um, the saying that misery loves company is is um, is the truth, you know, because people. It's unfortunate. But what I found in my 23 years of living on this on this earth is that, um, you know, people like to feed off of, you know, what's what's wrong in other people's lives just because. It makes them, for whatever reason, feel like, you know, what they have going on is not that significant or, you know, it takes their mind off of, you know, whatever it is. And so it's like when you do well and when things change for you, it's like for them, it's like, okay, well, we don't have nothing to talk about because they don't know how to enjoy, you know, the new places that you're going or the new place that you're in or, you know, you coming through on the other side. Because it's like they just wanted to be there for, you know, the, the bad and, you know, to feel that. And I also and not to say that um, not to say that, you know, everybody is used by the enemy. But I think that it's it it, it holds truth to say that um, the enemy can use, you know, whoever, whoever he wants to use. And so when you get into situations, you know, where things are not going well or not going, you know, as good as you would like for them to go, it's kind of like instead of you confessing the word or instead of you, you know, praying your way through, you know, you pick up your phone and you call your homegirl, girl, let me tell you what so-and-so just did, or let me tell you I'm so upset right now, da-da-da-da, but it's like, so the enemy fuels that, and you, and, and, and if you don't, if you don't get a hold of the right ear with the, with the right mouth, to say, you know, okay, I hear you, you know, I'm glad that I was able to let you get that off your chest, but now let me redirect you to God, you know, let me redirect you to your source, let me redirect you to where your help is going to come from, you know, like, 
But most of the time, because our quote unquote friends don't know how to do that, what they do, they feed into it. And so it's like, of course, when you get to a place where your conversation is different because your mouth is different, your feeling, your heart is different. It's like they can't handle that because they still under the whole guise of, okay, well, you know, let me just add fuel to this fire instead of being the person that's like, okay, let me help you get through it. And I can say personally for me, you know, I don't have a lot of friends at all. I can count literally on one hand who I take my stuff to, but I always take my issues to my friends that I know that are going to give me something of substance. You know what I mean? To 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 have to have something to say like, okay, yeah, I heard you. You know, and I try to be that friend too. You know, because I mean, any you could call anybody and you know, let them rant and rave with you and, you know, y'all can throw a pity party together. But I mean, really, where does that get you? Right. You know, and so it's like a lot of friendships, you know, quote unquote friendships are built because, you know, y'all think that y'all have a lot in common when in reality it's just, OK, well, I'm just going to feel you. You're going to feel me. And it's like, OK, well, that's who I can call when I want to rant. You know, but then it's like when you're when you're when your conversations change, they can not everybody can handle that. And that's when you really find out who your friends are. One with what they tell you when you bring a situation to them, you know, if they give you something encouraging or if they join in with you. And then two, you know what they do. When things turn, yeah, what they do with the information, but also what they do when the situation turns around for you. You know, if your friends can't rejoice with you, they're not your friends. You know what I mean? If they can't be happy for you and, you know, encourage you and and give you, you know, words of wisdom, then they're not friends. You know, and it's like I said, it's not to say that everybody is the enemy, but like we said, he can use who he wants to use. So you have to be selective and guarding yourself and knowing, okay, well, this is who I can take this to and this is who I can't because you know oh hey baby you feel some type of way about that what you know about that but um you know so it's 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 important to know you know who you can and can't trust with your stuff because you know not everybody is going to be able to to cover you you know and I think that friends real friends that cover you my mama always told me the best love that you can show somebody is to pray for them and what you had? What else you had to say? And Shy is over here having a whole live conversation. You want to say hey to the people? Uh, hey, everybody! Uh, uh, Hello. Uh, yeah. Now this is two months, y'all. Two. Okay. Hey, baby. Hey, Tootie's boy. Mm-hmm. You finished talking? Cause the mic is in your face. Not for now. And you done? Yeah. You just gonna breathe on the microphone. That's cool. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up. I was going to bring up another topic, but I decided I'm not going to go there right now. But I'm okay. I just want everybody to know that I'm okay. I have made a decision to grow. Yeah. To continue to grow spiritually, to continue to trust the Lord for relationships that come from him. It is hurtful sometimes when, um, because I posted something on Facebook on my personal page about friendships because I'm, I'm someone sent it to me and they were talking about, you know, how certain friendships are established. I may put it, um, I may put the link on here as well, but yeah, it's, um, Shai is grabbing his microphone. You want to say something? What you want to say? Okay. 
You want to tell them? No? Okay, we want to hold the mic. Okay, you want to hold it. Okay, well, now it's too heavy for you. Okay, now you want to cry, Mommy. Yeah, so, um, you know, growing and um, just learning to... To love myself and love love my God and be obedient and hear you know be led by His Spirit you know what I'm saying I'm winning over here like I'm I'm winning all day long and I'm just I'm excited about the the new relationships that will come um, even for the ones that have to go God has definitely given me the peace to handle those situations a whole whole lot better Shy is getting ready to get. Uh, he is all the way turned up right now. Okay. This is yeah. not the shy show. This is not. But we love you, so we're sharing. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. He's like, get that mic on my face, too. Just love that baby. Give me time to kiss this. All right, y'all. We about to go. We going to get us. <laughs> we're gonna get us some showers so we can get out of here and go run some errands and everything but um you know just be encouraged in your relationships be encouraged in who you are and walking in your boldness um be open to learn some new things about yourself don't 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 um don't limit yourself and, and question your whys. Like, why do you do certain things? I mean, it's real important. You know, you pray about it. Holy Spirit will show you. There's a scripture, oh my gosh, in the Bible. Actually, let me see if I can find it really quick. It was one that, um, oh gosh, in my phone. Just look. Look at that, Kayla. Shut all the way down. The devil is a liar. Okay, I'm going to find the scripture for y'all because it's, well, I can't. Well, I can, but hold on, it just popped back up. Let's see what's going on because it's in the Holy Bible, and you know, every day they give you a um, a, um, a verse for the day. Let me see if I can find the one that was from. Uh, um, uh, where is it for Christ? That's somebody else stuff. So reading plans. What would it be under? Not my plans. Oh, I feel like I if I was yeah the daily thing. But how do okay? I see today. Okay, here it is. Okay, here it is. It's in Jeremiah. Is it Jeremiah? But I, the Lord, search all the hearts and examine. Yes, this is one of them. This wasn't the exact one that I was looking for, but this one works because this one popped up yesterday. No, it popped up Wednesday. And it's in Jeremiah 17.10, the New Living Translation. And it says, but I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Well, that could be the scripture, but it was another one that was, I think, was in Psalms, and it was um, asking for the Lord to search your heart. And um, when you ask the Lord to do that, when you give yourself to hear from God about certain things, he'll show you, you know, you, you'll be able to discover some things about yourself, your likes and dislikes, and you'll be able to discover why you don't like such and such and such a thing or why you do like such and such and such a thing. And it'll help you make necessarily necessary trends positions that you may need to make in certain situations so me discovering my why even about pictures even about you know why I don't like going to certain functions and the baby is really going in in the background so I'm gonna go ahead and close because he loud and I can't get up and close the door because I have to hold a microphone but love y'all stay fluent in faith continue to grow in the knowledge of who God is for you and um the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six, 6, 
that it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. So just remember that, that we have faith. We have to have faith. Faith is, is necessary for everything. All right, we out. Bye.